Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off our program today here on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022 in America. And uh, where are you tuning in from? We're glad to be with you. Brother Michael, welcome back. How you been since last time? Yeah, not too bad. It's very cold in England at the moment. You know, the weather's not too good. I've been enjoying the World Cup, looking at the games on the television. Uh, very, very hot out there. And I wish it was a bit warmer here at the moment. Well, I've got one question for you. You still got some good fish and yep. chips over there? I love fish and chips, my favorite food. <laughs> I used to work with a guy years ago, and he called himself Good News Smith. And Good News Smith lived on the coast of England, a place called Brighton. And he lived down there, and he ate fish and chips every day. Oh, my goodness. And his, and his diet consisted of fish and chips and tea. And he was the strangest man I ever saw. I said, "Why do you why do you call yourself good news?" And he said, "Well, if you if I called myself bad news, nobody would listen to me." And that's what he used to say. And he was an amazing man. 
but he loved fish and chips. I like fish and chips very much. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but I like it. Man, me too. We'll get along just great. I love fish and chips. One day I'll get to try some great British fish and chips. Well, Oh, yeah, I could take you to some good places. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be with Pastor Michael Cummins. Brother Michael, you want to open us up in prayer and welcome back. Yes, certainly. Dear Lord Jesus, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, we magnify you. And please be with me today, be with Shannon today, and be with all the listeners today. And Lord, as we preach today on deliverance, we pray that you will deliver them, set them free, heal them, Lord. If anyone has serious illness, let them be healed today. If anyone is being oppressed by demons, let them be released and loosed today. For you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, and the lion of Judah. And the devil will flee just at the sound of your voice. So, Lord, be with us today. Amen. You know, I say amen to that. Shouts out to everybody. Tune again and... uh Brother Michael, the mic is yours. Take all the time you like. Thank you very much. Well, today we're going to talk about demonic strongmen. Over the years, I've met many demonic strongmen when we've gone through deliverance. That is a demon that is like a general, and he's one of Satan's commander-in-chiefs. And when a strongman is in somebody, then he attracts other demons to that person. So it's very difficult to get them delivered. But Jesus Christ is the deliverer. And it makes me think of Mark 20, of Mark 3, and we're going to read verses 20 down to 27. Hallelujah. It says, Then the multitude came together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said he is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons he cast out demons. So he called them to himself and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Hallelujah. The scribes and Pharisees have accused Jesus of being in league with the devil and using basically witchcraft to cast out demons, using Beelzebub, prince of demons. And Jesus has dealt with that. He's answered them. You see, these people have never seen a ministry like this before. They know that Jesus has laid hands on the sick and the sick have recovered, and now he's casting out demons and they're wishing to bring an allegation against him. But you see, Jesus, he goes on and he rebukes them, and he goes on to say, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Now, Jesus Christ is talking about Satan. Jesus Christ is referring to Satan, 
being the strong man. And Satan's goods are the souls of men. They're the souls that he is holding, Satan, which he doesn't want to release. And Jesus wishes to bind the strong man because when we bind the strong man, we can release the soul that Satan has held in bondage. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armour in which the man trusted and gives up is plunder. Satan is strong and he holds possessions and he guards them jealously and he uses the strong man to guard them. So when someone like me or another deliverance minister comes along, they try and stop us from getting that soul set free. But Jesus is the one who was and is stronger Stronger than Satan, stronger than any strong man. He is the only one who can bide the strong man and rescue us from his clutches. Some Christians, usually in charismatic or Pentecostal movements, apply Jesus' parable to spiritual warfare. And they believe that believers must wage this parable, this spiritual warfare. They teach that Christians are the ones who must bind the strong man in their lives, over their cities, over their churches, and then win the victory in Jesus' name. Some charismatic preachers even name the strong man. And I've got the name of 13 strong men today. And I've got the names of all the demons and evil spirits which are controlled by these strong men. They identify cities or geographical areas. You know, in some areas, there's territorial strongmen who look after certain areas. I was born in a place in South London called Croydon. And when I was a child, Croydon was a wonderful place. It was full of shops, wonderful department stores, and it was a joy to go to Croydon for the day. And now Croydon is a place where people roam around looking for fighting. There's gang fights there. There's drugs there. And I believe Croydon is under the clutches of a territorial demon, a strong man. And he's bringing crime. He's bringing drugs. He's bringing sexual immorality to that area. I'm sure in the United States of America, in France, in Germany, in Italy, Australia, wherever you are in the world, there are these places. You know, your parents used to tell her, you tell us when you was going out, when you were 16, 17, 18, where are you going tonight? Be careful of that place. Don't go near there. There's always trouble there. Well, where there's places with always trouble, that means the territorial spirits there. Strong men. Hallelujah. The Lord's parable that he spoke about was simply to impress upon the scribes that he was not in league with Satan. Neither does, never does Jesus instruct us to, to bind the strong men or tell us how to do it. We do not have a warrant to interpret the parable as spiritual reality over 
geographical reasons. But what we do have, we have the power in Jesus Christ, our Lord, to bind the strong man in spiritual warfare and release the people. What happens if we go and pray in an area and we clear the demons out? They go somewhere else. They will go somewhere else. They will listen to the next witchcraft chants and incantations that are being made to the devil, and they will hone in on them. So when you get an area, it's up for the churches in those areas to pray in those areas. If there's drugs, if there's violence, if there's crime, if there's witchcraft, it's up for us to stand there and pray. A deliverance minister is not there to cure the owls of the world, but he should be supported by those who are in his congregation. He should be supported by those who wish their hometowns, their regions, their cities to be better. Remember we spoke last week of the hill country of the Gadarenes and Jesus went there and he went over the Sea of Galilee and the man had a legion of demons and he cast those demons into swine. Jesus went there to do spiritual warfare, to clear that region from demonic oppression. There were strongholds there. That's what we will do by the word of God, by proper teaching. Deliverance is not about deliverance ministers shouting at the devil all day long. It's up to people like me to preach people like you listening to this program, to teach you and to preach to you and show you what you must do to bind the devil. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. And then he will plunder his house. Satan, he holds these souls. Some people might have safes in their house where they lock away their jewellery and lock away everything that is of value to them. Satan is like that with the souls that he has led, which he, would, he wants to take to hell with him. It's our job to lose them. I prayed for a young, with a young lady this morning and she manifested very badly. I prayed for her over Skype. And her problem was that she had had over 30 sexual partners and this had invited demons into her body. And I've never seen demons fight so badly against me because they don't want to come out of this woman. Uh, I'm going to ring her later on today and I feel sure that she will be set free. But the first thing I said to her, which I picked up, she had a spirit of unbelief. And unbelief is as bad as witchcraft. If you have a spirit of unbelief, then a deliverance minister or a man of God can pray for you for hours. But if you have that spirit, he's not going to get a breakthrough. So the first thing you must do is lose the spirit of unbelief. And Satan wants you to be in despair. He wants you to think that you will never be set free, that he's got control over you, that he can hold you captive and you will never be set free. Now, in the years that 
I have been a deliverance minister. And I, if you hear some, I've got a flick from page to page of the Bible to do this teaching properly. So please excuse the noise. But I've found many strong men and I have seen how they operate. And the first strong man I want to talk today about is the spirit of jealousy. And we can hear about the spirit of jealousy in Psalm 37, verse 1. It says, Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Hallelujah. It goes on to say, For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as a green herb. Verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Unbelief you need to get rid of. The spirit of jealousy is a strong, a strong man, and the demons attached to this strong man who he controls are envy, hate, bitterness, unforgiveness, rage, anger, and vengefulness. Have you ever felt jealous of someone? Not for any reason. They bought a new car. I remember once going to a man. I used to be an insurance agent years ago, and I used to have to go around and collect the premiums. And I met a man in Thornton Heath, which is a borough just outside of Croydon. And this man was a racist. He was a terrible man. And he used to make me a cup of tea, but he was quite friendly with me. And I asked him, I said, what do you do with your spare time? What do you do? Do you go to football? And he said, no, I go out with screwdrivers and hammers and I damage people's cars. And I said to him, why do you do that? And he hated black people, Indian people, Asian people. And if they bought a new car, he used to scratch it and damage it. I was very angry with the man and I told him I wouldn't call to collect his premiums anymore. That if he wanted to pay his account, he would have to send a cheque into the office or pay by direct debit. And I never saw him again. That sort of jealousy leads to envy, leads to hate, leads to bitterness, rage, anger. And this man, by going and scratching the cars and damaging them, was carrying out the devil's vengefulness. That's the first strong man. There's hundreds of strong men, but I've picked out 13 today. The next one we talk about, we can talk about, comes from Proverbs 12, verse 22. Proverbs 12, verse 22. And let me read it to you now. Hallelujah. I'm sorry about the noise, as I said before. It says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his design, his delight. I'll read that again. Forgive me, I mispronounced something. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. The lying spirit, a very, very str strong man, Jesus tells us in the Bible that Satan was a liar from the beginning. And when he holds someone 
with this lying spirit, people can't tell the truth even if it's easier to do so. The demons that operate under him are deception, exaggeration, falsehood, false doctrine, craftiness, guile. People make up stories. They're storytellers. They lead you into disarray. You listen to these people. Even in church, people tell stories of how they've done this and they've done that. It's a bit like the fisherman's tales. Fishermen tell you they've caught a huge fish when actually they've caught a little tiddler. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. The Lord hates lies. And all of us should keep away from lies. That is the strong man, a lying spirit. If you find yourself trying to get acceptance by people by making stories and telling lies, stop it. It's a strong man, a demon behind it. The next one is the spirit, familiar spirit. And we've got to go back to Leviticus and let me find this for you, please. I've got my old Bible here. And if I tell you all the pages, all the pages are falling out. I've had it many, many years and I hate to part of it. Leviticus 19, verse 31. It says, give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. That's what it says. When you go to a medium, when you go to a witch, when you go to someone who's a necromancer, and that's what spiritualist churches are, necromancers. They consult the spirits of the dead. You will be defiled by this. And the familiar spirit is the strong man that operates and controls all these spirits. Witchcraft, Obia, which is a West Indian form of sorcery, Juju, an African form of sorcery, divination, divination is tarot cards, Ouija boards, etc. Satanism, Yinka, Banda, and Shango, these are all things practiced in Africa. Voodoo, the spirit of pharmakia, which is drugs. A lot of the time it's prescription drugs. But you must remember that in the old days, the alchemists and those who were the earliest chemists were witches. They made, con they made potions and lotions, various things they made for various ailments. Witches, diviners, soothsayers, clairvoyants, mediums, spells, hexes, curses, potions, powders, charts, chants, tarot cards, incantations, blood sacrifices, offerings, covenants, vows, fortune telling, and Ouija boards. I remember a lady who went to work when the children were on holiday, and she went to work in a factory in London, and her two sons were at home and her, their friend came round, as boys do when they're on school holidays. And they came round and the boy bought a Ouija board with him. And these boys didn't know what they were doing, but they started playing with a Ouija board. And then things started going wrong in the house. One boy levitated off of the floor and they couldn't pull him down. And one of the lads, he rung his mother at work and said, please come home. 
and his mother thought someone had hurt herself and she rushed home and she found the dog, the family pet, had run out in the garden and was so terrified and he wouldn't come into the house. And naturally they went to the Catholic church and they had to have a full exorcism, Catholic exorcism in this house. And these are familiar spirits. Sometimes, you know, if you don't know something, maybe God didn't want you to know. I've seen people who have lost babies, tragedies, cot deaths and things like that. And they've gone to necromancers who consult the dead and they've been deceived, deceived to giving their money up to pay because people say they have contacted their dead baby beyond the grave. And this is what Leviticus tells us against. I'll read it again to you. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them. To be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. And all of these things are kept in place by strong men. Strong men will come after you. And, you know, once you get involved with divination and once you get involved in witchcraft, it won't end. You know, a lot of people get very annoyed with me. Uh, I've been critical of Harry Potter and films like that because I've always told them I believe it's bargain basement entry to demons and evil spirits. People say, oh, you're a spoiled sport. You're just trying to spoil children's fun. I always remember going to a school many years ago to bless a school. I was asked to bless a school because I was having problems in this school. And it was in London. And I went into one classroom and the teacher there had told children to make up spells. And they had all written their spells. And they had pinned them all to the wall. And... I went to the headmistress and I said, tear them all down, please. And she said, oh, it's no harm. And I said, people are talking about spells like witchcraft spells. Eventually, she heeded and she pulled all these spells down. But anyway, we have to be careful. Have nothing to do with these spirits. The next strong man is the spirit of perversion. Now, let's have a look of Ephesians 5. Verse 5, and it will say, For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. We live in times now where the man who has many women, who has fathered many children outside marriage, in some way he's looked as some sort of local hero, people will look at him and say, this man is just sowing his wild oats. The Bible speaks against fornication. When you en engage in this thing, like the lady I, I prayed for before I come online to speak to you, fornication and sex has caused her great problems. So Ephesians 5 verse 5, let me read it again. It says, for this you know, that no fornicator unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So let's see this strong man now. What sort of spirits operate under his control? Fornication, lust, 
pornography, lesbianism, homosexuality, adultery, paedophilia, and all other sexual abominations, which we won't mention individually, but you've got the idea what I'm talking about. These spirits hold you into sexual arousal. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you think about is sex. You go to bed of a night, and the last thing you think about is sex. That is a demon, a strong man that holds you captive. This is the plunder that Jesus was talking about. This is the plunder that we steal. You know that song? I remember once with Don Stewart, there was a visiting American singing group called The Wades. And they sung one of my favourite songs. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what was stolen from me. When we bind the strong man and we steal his plunder, we take back what has been stolen. The next one we're talking about is the spirit of heaviness. And Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, He has given us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be a tree of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That strong man of heaviness gives you slumber, makes you sleepy, makes you feel that you don't want to engage with anyone. All you want to do is sit on the couch, eat popcorn or potato crisps and watch TV on videos. In its worst form, it is responsible for depression, despair, oppression, bipolar, bullying, bullying on the internet and things like that. The spirit of heaviness controls this. You won't want to go out. You will have extreme fatigue, exhaustion, and this will lead, if not checked, to mental illness, to paranoia, to schizophrenia. That's why the spirit of heaviness is such a terrible strong man. And we must, bind, we must bind him in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We must bind him now in the name of Jesus, that wicked spirit of heaviness. I'm sure there's people out there who have had mental illness and they wonder where it came from. Maybe it came from they became isolated, they became lonely, and they stayed on their own. They never went out. And they started just watching TV or sitting on the internet all day long or just playing with computer games. This is the start of this thing. It is a strong man of heaviness. The next strong man we talk about is the strong man of harlotry. And I want you to go to the book of Hosea. Hosea 4, and we're going to read verse 12. Hallelujah. And what does it say? My people ask counsel from their wooden idols, and their staff informs them. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray and they have played the harlot against their God. Hallelujah. When we look at false gods and we look at false idols and we think they can give us the answers to what we need, 
sometimes we believe we can control our own lives and we can do things that will help us get on in life. This is the spirit of harlotry. Everything that has been put before God in your life or ransomed for you to get on in life is the spirit of harlotry. The love of self, the love of glamour, the love of money, the love of wealth, the lover of sex, the love of work, the love of position. All these things are the spirit of harlotry. And, you know, once we get on that journey, it's hard to get off it. I've had things in my own life when I've had, you know what, I must go back to 1991. I was earning £36,000 a year, which was a wonderful salary to earn. And I would have done anything to stay on in life. Thank you. Thank you, God, for bringing me down with a bump. I was brought down with a bump. I was made redundant. I went from £36,000 a year to £97 a week in welfare benefits or state benefits. What did it do? Of course, it broke my heart. I lost a home. I owned a house. I had private health care. I had lovely cars. But it brought me down to earth. I stopped looking at myself. I stopped looking at my career and how well I was doing. And I started loving God. I started seeing God. Not as just a benefactor who gave me the things I needed to get on in life. But I looked at God as my Lord and Saviour, and my life changed. And I've never earned that money again, and I don't miss it at all. Never earned it again. But now, I look at my life and I say, my life now is far better than it ever was in those days. Hallelujah. And I will no longer bow down to the spirit of harlotry. What profit a man if he gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Let's have a look at the strong man of infirmity, the spirit of infirmity, a strong man. Let's have a look at Acts, Acts Apostles, verse 7. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. We get serious diseases. We can get diseases not because of demons. We can get infections and diseases. But certain diseases, I believe. I was in the deliverance ministry for years, and I used to be attacked. I used to fight demons sometimes all night. And the Lord used to prepare me. And I got terminal cancer i haven't got it now but i got terminal cancer and i had to stand up and i had to fight the spirits of infirmity lots of diseases come upon us which are brought by demons under the authority of the strong man of the spirit of infirmity so these spirits are sickness pain illness disease Conditions leading to terminal illness, conditions leading to death and disability. But we know through Jesus that he healed the sick. He, he took away leprosy. He made blind eyes see. He made deaf ears unstopped. 
He said that word to the man with deaf ears. He said, Ifafa, Ifafa, meaning be opened. And the man could hear straight away. And these are the things that we stand against. If any of you were diagnosed with a serious illness, don't just accept it. When I was diagnosed with cancer, I went to see the oncologist, a very nice lady, a Scots lady called Dr. Reed. She was very nice. And she said to me, well, Michael, you've got between four and seven years. And that was nearly five years ago. And I said, thank you very much for all that you're going to do for me. But I won't accept your prognosis. She said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to go to God. He is my deliverer. He is my healer. And she said, it's good that you've got a relationship with the man upstairs. And I said, I have a relation with him. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. So start commanding that disease to leave you. If any of you have been diagnosed with an disease, say, disease, I do not yield to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will leave me immediately. You will go and never return. I have a PSA level now, which they measure prostate cancer by of zero. When I was first diagnosed with cancer, it was 12. Now it's zero. Yes, Every three months, I have to go for a blood test to check it's still zero. But all my faith, all my hope is in God Almighty, the God that heals us. Hallelujah. The next demonic strongman is the deaf and dumb spirit. The deaf and dumb spirit. Let's read about this. Let's go to Mark. Mark 9. Hallelujah. Verse 25. And let's read this now. Mark 9, verse 25. When Jesus saw the people running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. When God created us, he gave us ears to hear. He gave us eyes to see. Satan has no right to take that away from us. The deaf and dumb spirit. He controls the demons of stuttering, speech loss, hearing loss, fits, convulsions. Things like epileptic fits. This is what this spirit controls. I remember being in the post office once and a man looked at me and smiled and I knew he was going to fall over. And he had an epileptic fit and he fell into my arms. And I was glad he fell into my arms and I held him there. It was what was called a petty mal. It only went on for a couple of minutes and he came back and he was all right. Something else. We don't accept this now. I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray now that all deaf ears will be opened today by the words Jesus spoke to the man who was deaf and had no hearing. Ifafa. Ifafa, be opened in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now we come to a terrible strong man, the spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1.7 says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and sound mind. 
And we know that the spirit of fear is not of God. Now, we, we're told that the fear of God is the beginning of all knowledge, but God doesn't want to terrify us. He wants us to respect him. And the fear we have for God is a fear born out of reverence and respect. But real fear, I remember as a young boy laying in my bedroom with the light shade swinging over my bed, with the, the door of the bedroom opening and sticking back to the wall. Hearing noises, howling and things like that and being absolutely terrified. I would lay awake all night and when the first light came in the morning, I would go to sleep because I felt that the night was evil. Darkness was evil, but the light was good. And when you're gripped with fear, you can't get on in life. Your life comes to a halt. You can't move forward because you're frightened that you're going to make a mistake. There's many types of fear. You're frightened you're going to make a mistake. You're frightened you're going to be rejected. Rejection comes from the spirit of fear. Oh, I won't do this in case I get it wrong. I'm frightened they're not going to like me. I'm frightened they're not going to accept me. So I won't do this. So we become bound and we don't live as we should live. All our talents are destroyed by fear. What are the demons that operate with the spirit of fear? There is terror. There is anguish. There are phobias. Phobias of fears like frightened of the water, frightened of spiders, frightened of snakes, frightened of people. This is what Satan puts upon you. Bad dreams, insomnia, laying awake all night, anxiety, worry, isolation, fear of rejection, fear of failure. These are all spirits that operate under the strong man who is the spirit of fear. The Bible always teaches us that perfect love drives out fear. And perfect love comes from God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever so believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we can overcome fear. I think one of the first things we need to do is read scriptures if we're gripped with fear. And we need to read how people done these things, how they overcome fear, how they overcame sorrow and sadness, which fear brings. Have you ever been bullied at school? I was bullied. I started school a bit late than anyone else because I went into hospital with respiratory disease. And when I came out of school, there was a couple of boys at school. They used to bully me every day, beat me up going to school, beat me up on the way home from school. And it became terrible and it was awful. And I started playing truant as a young man. I would make out I was going to school and I would hide in alleys and I would wait there all day, sometimes in the pouring rain. I got so wet one day, hiding, that I caught pneumonia. And my father said, enough. And he taught me to box. We had a boxing ring in our house and he bought me boxing gloves and he taught me to fight. 
And eventually I confronted these two bullies. And you know what happened? They ran away when I confronted them. And my fear evaporated. I was no longer scared of people. I'm not scared of anyone. I, I'm not scared of the devil. I'm not scared of his demons and evil spirits. But you know I'm scared of. I'm scared of the Lord God Almighty. Because he has the power to throw our souls into hell for all eternity. So we must accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour to overcome all our fears. Hallelujah. The next one, the next strong man is the spirit of pride. And let's go back to the book of Proverbs now. As I said, I apologise for the, for the noise as I flick through all the pages quickly. But let's go to Proverbs 16, verses 18 and 19. And you all know this scripture. Hallelujah. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit and be lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. You know, pride is a terrible thing. If there's one thing that will open up our lives to Satan, it is the spirit of pride. You know, God doesn't like proud people. He likes people to be humble. And the spirit of pride, when it manifests, is not very nice. Proud people are not very nice. Now, when you think that pride is being brought upon by the strong man of pride who is sending demons against these people, haughtiness, brashness, arrogance, refusal to listen, self-praising, self-righteousness, never admitting wrongs or mistakes. She'd go to church with an elderly lady some years ago and she would go around telling people what God had said to her. God told me this, God told me that. And one day a young lady in the church decided she had a word for her. And she went up to this elderly lady and she said, oh, the Lord has given me a word for you. Can I give it to you? And she delivered this word to this lady. The lady retorted with, oh, God had already told me that. You're not telling me anything that I didn't know. And pride came about. I always remember the same lady. She was visiting a church and she met a man that she hadn't seen for many years. And the man went up to her to shake her hand. And she started speaking in tongues to this man. And she spoke to him in tongues. And the man answered, Oh, he said, I was only coming to say hello to you and say how nice it was to see you. Why have you spoken to me in tongues? And she said, I never missed the opportunity of speaking in my father's language. I remember she said that to him. And when this was relayed to me, I just thought, what pride. Pride cometh before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. So we would, should stay away from pride. Let's get on. I've got three more to do, and I've got 15 minutes to teach and explain. The next one, the spirit of bondage. This is a very wicked and evil spirit. Let's go to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John 8, verse 34. I'm reading these scriptures out so you can look at them yourself now and you can find them. 
John 8, verse 34. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Spirit of bondage. Satan wants to hold us in bondage. These, this is the plunder that Jesus is talking about. Those are being held in bondage. The spirit of bondage is a wicked spirit. What demons operate under the spirit of a bond of bondage? Addictions, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, tobacco addiction, pornography addiction, sexual addiction, ungodly soul ties in our lives, going around with people we should never frequent with, lifestyles, control, being dominated, being involved in addictive behavior, involved with cults, corrupted core belief systems, mind control. Spending all your life on the internet, looking at things you should never look at. This is the spirit of bondage in operation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's wicked. The spirit of bondage is wicked. And we stand against him now in the name of Jesus. And now we talk about a real wicked spirit, the spirit of Antichrist. The strong man of Antichrist. Hallelujah. Let's turn to 1 John 4, verse 3. Hallelujah. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist is really active in the world to lead our children, our children's children, our families away from Christianity, lead us away from the truth in favour of other religions, in favour of other belief systems. The strong man of Antichrist, the spirits, every cult, creed or religion, that denies that Jesus Christ is Lord and Saviour and claims authority by any other name but the name of Jesus. Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Freemasonry, Agnosticism, New Age, Jehovah's Witnessism, unbelief, blasphemy, idolatry, Rastafarianism, Mormonism. There's loads of isms out there that we can follow. Loads of isms. But Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Hallelujah, we pray. We have to be very careful. How many of our children today have given up Jesus in favour of other gods, in favour of other isms? There's so many isms out there. There's so many things that will lead us astray, that will lead us from the truth. And we have to be very, very careful. It must be heartbreaking for a Christian family 
to know that their son, who they love greatly, has given up their life. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Now, the last one I'm going to talk about now, he spoke about in all the churches. How many times have you heard that someone has the Jezebel spirit? Now, I tell you, a Jezebel spirit is very controlling and is very dom dominant, and it is a true spirit. And a Jezebel spirit, or the strong man of Jezebel, which we can read about in 2 Kings 9. I'm going to read the last bit of it. Therefore they came back and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, On the plot of ground at Jezreel, dogs shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as refuge on the surface of the field in the plot of Jezreel. So they shall not say, here lies Jezebel. When you read the story of Jezebel, you know how manipulative she was. Hallelujah. And Jezebel will use control and domination to control you. She will use her good looks. She will use her intelligence. She will use her sexual charms to control you. Jezebel spirits operate really where there's weak leadership in a church, weak leadership in a marriage. If a man like Ahab, Jezebel's husband, the king, he was a weak man, he let Jezebel rule the roost. If that happens in your house, then the Jezebel spirit will come in and it will crush the man and it will crush the natural order which God created the Jezebel spirit is evil sometimes people are accused of having the Jezebel spirit just because they may have a difference of opinion with the pastor or the leader of the church that doesn't necessarily mean they have a Jezebel spirit but we must be careful of these things let's have a look at some of the spirits that operate with the Jezebel spirit. Seduction, sexual temptation, control, witchcraft, opposing authority, causing division, leading others to rebellion. One of the things I've seen in the church has happened to me before. Certain people have rung people when they've got home from the meeting and said, I didn't agree with what the pastor said today. Let's go and confront him. I remember a man came to me and he said, we want you to preach this. And he gave me a piece of paper with things written down what he wanted me to preach in the church. And there was rebellion. And I told him all to leave. I said, if you don't like what I preach, you can go. There's hundreds of churches out there. I don't want to offend anyone, but if you don't like what I preach, I'm sorry. You'll have to go. And they look shocked. You see, a lot of people, when they have the Jezebel spirit, when someone confronts them and say, let your yeah be yeah and your no be no, and to me it's my no, I'm not putting up with this, then they will go back. 
Jezebel practiced witchcraft. Her parents practiced witchcraft. So Jezebel was a witch. Leading others to rebellion. Blasphemy. People with the Jezebel spirit will commit blasphemy. Mocking spirits. Laughing at people who disagree with them. Trying to marginalize them. Using others to do their dirty work. Typical action of a Jezebel spirit. I want you to go to the pastor and say this. I want you to go to the pastor and say his wife is not behaving properly. We've noticed. She's too friendly with some of the male members of the church. You can see that division coming through the Jezebel spirit. As I say, this operates where there is weakness in the leadership, in, the, in marriage, and where there is weakness in the church. You have to keep your eyes out for the Jezebel spirit. Please don't accuse anyone who may have a difference of opinion with the pastor of having a Jezebel spirit. If someone has a weakness uh, to, uh, to argue, if they're argumentative, that also doesn't mean they have a Jezebel spirit. But these things can be put right through prayer and supplication. But if anyone generally disagrees with the pastor, let them make an appointment to go and see the pastor. Talk to the pastor. It may be they don't understand scripture. You know, you have people in church and a pastor will teach on scripture and people have, might have many different opinions of what that scripture means. It's best to sit down with the pastor and discuss this. Look, I've given you 13 strong men there. There's lots of other strong men that operate. Spirit of suicide is another strong man. We haven't spoken about that today, but I will. Satan wants you to take your own life. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I've always believed that saying. But Satan wants you to take your own life. Satan wants you to destroy what God has given you. That's a strong man as well. Perhaps we'll go back to this subject at another time. Now, I want to bring in Shannon now. And any opinions Lord. he has on this? God bless you, Shannon. Brother Maurice, this is one, of the, Maurice, uh, this is one of the best deliverance best teachings deliverance. we've ever had. What Thank a you. powerful teaching tonight. 13 demonic strong men. If you're just joining us and brother um, I am very grateful to sister Maria from London for introducing us because uh, we need more teaching on deliverance and um, people that know something about it are very hard to find so you are a blessing to me and uh, to this broadcast many of us uh, need more deliverance ministry so I'm excited to be here with you tonight. Powerful teaching. Um, Brother Michael, have you ever done mass yes. deliverances? Yeah, I have done mass deliverances. Uh, you know, with other people standing there to help me, it's very difficult doing mass deliverances on your own. You need a team with you that can interact with you and also can see what's going on in the audience. Many years ago, I was at an Hispanic church and they was all talking in Spanish and I was going to leave early because I was I went there to help and I wasn't being used and as I went out he was Argentinian a bishop and he stopped me from going 
and he said, look, I've got word for you. I want you to listen to this. And he got a Colombian woman who translated. And he said, God will send you to places in the Caribbean, to South America, where there are demonic strongholds. And you will not only deliver individuals, you will deliver whole towns and cities. He said that to me. And uh, I, I thanked him very much. As of yet, it hasn't happened as of yet. So, you know, when I'm completely free of cancer and I can walk and talk, because I do have trouble walking at times, you know, because I have peripheral neuropathy brought upon by the chemotherapy, in other words, nerve damage in my legs. And when I'm on my feet, I just hope and pray that I get the opportunity to, uh, you know, do what the Lord called me to do. Absolutely. And, uh, and I mentioned yeah. it because uh, if you ever want to do a mass deliverance on this program, feel free. You know, um, okay. in 2010, um, the Lord called me back to America to start a Mega Man Radio. That was over 12 years ago. And uh, prior to that, I had come across the ministry of the late Wynn Worley up at Hegwish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana. And... Um, he became very well known for his mass deliverance services. And um, Amen. later that year, I had an opportunity to come back to America, and I went up to one of their uh, workshops. They hold them a couple times throughout the year. And uh, I became a believer in deliverance when I saw live deliverance going on there. I got to be part of a mass deliverance service. And uh, even today, uh, many of the... Uh, teachings that he did are still up on YouTube and there's one in particular which shows a mass deliverance service he did. We've got people that uh, will watch that and even get deliverance today. You know, the anointing of God is still on it. But, um, you know, I believe that um, if Jesus was focusing on deliverance and healing the last 72 hours of his life, how much more do we need to do the same today? It is sorely needed everywhere. And so, um, what an awesome opportunity, folks, for us to have Michael Cummins well, I, here, and we can learn more. I Thank certainly, you. certainly will do that. Absolutely. Um, we will certainly do that. In fact, uh, we may in the future, if you'd like to, even reserve some time and open up the phone lines and take some calls. You know, um, I would when, love to do that. When we started this program, people to told me, oh, you can't cast out a demon over the phone or over Skype. And I said, why not? Is uh, Jesus not there where two or three are gathered in his midst, even over the phone? Is there anything too hard for God? And uh, one day we opened up the phone lines, Brother Michael. I was with a uh, sister in the Lord named Dr. Pat Holliday. She was a good friend. She's with Jesus tonight. But um, we came on and took some calls, and we had a man come on. Uh, We just opened the lines up for anybody one prayer. Next thing you know, he's manifested with demons. And uh, this sister, Pat Holliday, she began to do a deliverance on this guy and had me help her. And we, uh, we saw right here on this program, 12 years ago, that it doesn't matter where anybody's at. It's the power of God that delivers in the name of Jesus. And you can cast a demon out over the phone, over Skype, in person. Um, there's no limit. If you have faith for it and you, you know your authority in Jesus Christ. So we never look back and we've seen many deliverances uh, just like uh, you were mentioning prior to this program you were praying with a lady on Skype I think you're going to call her again um, we're going to call her after the show we have technology out there folks 
that the Apostle Paul didn't have in his day. You can reach anywhere in the world with Skype, with the internet today. You can pray for people. I know many people that are getting deliverance over uh, Skype and Zoom and um, even by phone. And uh, I just praise God. And I know the devil is not happy about this. That's why he doesn't want the deliverance ministry to spread. He doesn't want to see more people stepping up to the plate and doing what Jesus commanded us to do. You know, first sign that will follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. So um, I love that scripture, Mark 16. Uh, we ought to have one or more of those signs in our lives. And um, if we don't, we got an issue. If we're going to a church that doesn't have those signs either, you got a problem too. A lot of churches don't want anything to, to do with deliverance. Yet, boy, they need it. No deliverance. You're going to have demons in those churches. And uh, Amen. I just look back at my own life growing up in the church of God. Both my grandfathers were pastors, Pentecostal. They loved Jesus. They spoke in tongues. They read the Bible, prayed for people, but I never saw any deliverance. And I look at people's lives uh, who needed deliverance, including my own. And I'm thinking, boy, we missed it. But praise God, it's not too late, folks, to turn things around. And uh, you can get deliverance. The Lord can use you to set others free in Jesus' name. And uh, Brother Michael, if people are looking for more teaching, do you have any more resources available? Uh, no, not at the moment. I, I've only got my website, Christ Will Set You Free. Uh, it tends to be mainly testimonies there where people have been delivered from demons, people I've prayed for, and they've sent testimonies. But there are some teachings there, on there, and if people want to go there, uh, they can they can pick up the teachings there. That's I will be more than happy to pray for people live who believe they are inflicted by demons, and I promise this, those people will be set free, irrespective of where they are. I've prayed on Skype and over the phone, and I've delivered a woman in NASA in Bahamas, uh, several people, one woman in North Carolina, and North Carolina and Los Angeles in the States, people in Australia, even a person in Iceland, where it's really cold. And uh, the Lord has used me, so I'm happy to do it. Praise you the know, Lord. I'm 71 now. I want to do this for the rest of my life until the Lord takes me home. Amen, my brother. And uh, the Lord needs you, so we're praying he doesn't take you home anytime soon. Um, I, brother Michael, uh, how do people reach you? What's the best way to do that? Well, I've got a telephone number I'll give you now. I'll give it out live over the air. It's a mobile number. Of course, you'll have to add the UK national dialing code, but my personal number is 07469235351 if you wish to ring me and I'll be happy to pray for you. I've also got uh, an email address which is frame F-R-A-M-E Cummins C-U-M-M-I-N-S 123 at AOL.com if you send me uh, an email, I'll email you back and we'll find a way to talk. Okay? Now, I'm going to put this in the show notes tonight, folks. Again, uh, website, ChristSetYouFree.wordpress.com. And uh, you have another website, am I correct? Um, is your website also the KilburnCF.org.uk? 
Yes, yes, there's Kilburn Christian Fellowship. You can contact me there. That's the church I pastor. Now, for those that may be tuning in from the UK, uh, where are you located and what's your schedule of services? Well, we're located in Northwest Six, London Northwest Six, Kilburn Christian Fellowship. You can find it on the internet. Uh, if you look at the site on the internet, you can see I've got about 60 preachings on there. Every service is recorded and it goes online. So there's bound to be a subject there that you may be interested in recording. All the preachings are about uh, an hour long. Sometimes the quality, I have to apologize in advance, the quality is not so good. And uh, we meet from every Sunday, 11.15 to 1 o'clock. And then we have some refreshments. And from 2 o'clock till 5 o'clock, I'm in my office there waiting for people who have personal problems. I've had three people come to me recently who have heard me online. I, they may have heard me on this program and they've come to the church seeking deliverance. So... Uh, you know, you can always get me. And we'd love to see you at the church. Love to see you. Don't always preach about deliverance, but I wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me what he wants me to preach about. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. That's the second website, folks. We'll put it up there, kilburncf.org.uk. Yeah. Brother Michael, how is next week this same time look for you in your schedule? Wonderful. Wonderful. Wednesdays are fine for me. Let's do it. Um, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. next week, same time. Now, one more question. Is there a way people yes. can support your ministry if they would like to? Do you have PayPal or any other way they can give? No, not at the moment. They can they can make a – there is on the church website, there is the facility to pay online on the church website. There is a sort code and an account number there that they can pray. I always say, because I'm salaried with the church, I get a salary, that what I normally do, if I get an offering from people I've done deliverance from, I always uh, give it to the church. So if people want to bless the church, that would be marvelous because then all of us will be blessed. That is fantastic. My friend, excellent teaching today. And would you like to close us in prayer? We want to thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Dear Lord, I pray for everyone out there. And if anyone is inflicted by any of those strong men, any of those demons, we pray the teaching today, if they play it back and listen to it, we pray it will help them. And the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil to the very gates of hell. Today we loose upon everyone listening and everyone out there today the manifestation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who has destroyed the works of the devil on the cross of Calvary. And we say now, by his blood we are saved, by his blood we are healed, by his blood we are delivered. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. You know, I say amen to that. My friend, thank amen. you for coming on. Uh, folks, we'll have this up in the archive shortly, and I'll be getting you a copy, uh, Brother Michael, to your email. You can use it for any amen. way you thank want. It's yours. God bless you, my thank friend. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you and your family, and God bless everyone listening. Thank you, and bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Folks, that was Michael Cummins. Praise the Lord. Did you enjoy that? Man, that was awesome. Thank you, Sister Maria of London, for introducing us to him 
Oh my goodness, we are blessed. We've got um, him on every week, same time, Wednesday, 6 a.m. Eastern, that's 11 a.m. UK. Now, let me also tell you what we're going to do. We've got uh, every fortnight, that's every two weeks. I like the name fortnight. That's kind of cool. Every fortnight, we have um, on Thursdays, 6 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. UK, we'll have David Measures. And then uh, we've got this Thursday, we're going to have Robert Avila. I'm putting him in at that time. It's easier for me to remember, and uh, it works out good for me. So uh, 6 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. UK, that'll be uh, 12 noon Sweden. We'll be having um, Robert Avila. So we are continuing our international shows. Okay, also, let me look at the schedule. Tonight's Wednesday. We're going to be back at 7 p.m. Eastern, and um, with the exception of tonight, I am on uh, every uh, week, Monday through Friday at 7 Eastern, and I kick off the program with Speak My Word. Tonight, uh, though we have a previously scheduled guest, we're going to have on Gary Stafford with Brother Tom Hardiman. That'll be at 7 o'clock tonight. And then um, 8 o'clock, we're going to have Joseph Ferrara. 9 o'clock, George and Vicky, And then I'll do Speak My Word at 10. How about that? Because I'm not going to miss the word. Let me make a note here. Gary Stafford, Tom Hardiman. Yep. Thursday, 7 o'clock, we're going to have Speak My Word. Then 8 to 10, we're going to have uh, Scott Lathrop. I don't know if we're going to have the prophetic hotline or not. I'm waiting to hear from Brother Scott. Um, we'll know the day of, I'm sure. And then um, Friday, speak my word, and at 9 o'clock, uh, we're going to have Dr. Hansen. So I think what I'm going to do is, uh, until we get the open lines ramped up, we are going to uh, continue to have some guests each month, as uh, I've just mentioned. We will have them on. Typically, um, we'll do something like that, that at an 8 or 9 Eastern. But uh, what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to continue with our word every night, 7 o'clock. And if I don't have a guest, uh, I'm going to go into the vault like I have the last two nights and uh, played some very special audios. I had my grandfather preaching last night. Night 4, we had a great teaching on the name of God from uh, Nehemiah Gordon. And I got to thinking, I've got so many great uh, audios in the vault. I think they were prepared for this time. So we'll read the word and usually bring you a very targeted teaching on something that I think is going to help you and help me and help us all. Deliverance. Gospel preaching. And I hope that you enjoy this uh, new format. Now, all the shows are continuing to uh, be put up in the archives as before. And we are usually streaming on up to nine platforms every show we do live. You can listen to the uh, audio here on MixLR or Blog Talk Radio or go to one of seven platforms that pick up the feed. To find out all that information, go to my website, newly redesigned, OmegaManRadio.com, and uh, you'll be able to check it out there. Someone asked Elvis Newhart. I have been in touch with Brother Elvis, told him we've got a new schedule, and uh, we're going to bring him on. Probably do one show a month with Elvis. So he will be back and also... Um, more 
the sister that was working with um, Burley and Peter Hobson, she was going to be on this week but had to reschedule, so we will get her back on as well. And um, there we are. What else do I need to mention? Again, MegamanRadio.com. You can find out where to tune in, where to get the archives. Uh, if you want to connect with others, go right there. All that information's there. You know, I had Facebook turned on a few days ago. And I thought for sure I was going to be able to just uh, create a page for the show and not have to do a personal account. But I had to do the personal account and then found out I couldn't merge it. Apparently that option no longer exists, so I've deleted it again until I can figure out how I can just set up a brand page because really all I want to do on Facebook is just um, tie it into one of my uh, feeds so that when I post the show, it gets posted up there and as many networks as I can, including Facebook. Just to post the show, I really don't want to um, set up like before and have to approve friends. And uh, really, I just want a page that anybody can access, and you don't have to send me a friend request. Just open to the public. And it would just be another um, reflector for the podcast feed. But right now, uh, it's not happening uh, with Facebook, so that's on hold. At any rate, though, we are on Telegram. I do have a Substack account, and there's about 40 platforms that you can pick up the um, broadcast from. At some point, I'm going to also go back and work with the archives. We've got over 9,900 shows and get those cataloged for you. There are thousands of programs that you would probably like to listen to now, but you don't know that they're there or have titles. and We'll fix all that bit by bit. There's a great resource we have right now and uh, it needs to be cataloged so you can search it and go and find a particular subject or a particular guest get them in uh, chronological order I don't have the solution yet for it but we'll get it, we'll get it fixed somewhere or another at any rate um, that's it have a great night Father God thank you for this opportunity bless Brother Michael who's on today bless uh, Sister Maria who connected us and everybody who tuned in we thank you Father God for this opportunity in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Folks, have a great night. I'll get this up here in just a minute. If you're coming in late, we'll have shortly 13 Demonic Strongmen. Teaching by Michael Cummins. Okay, folks. Love you. See you soon. See you tonight at uh, 7 Eastern. Ivory Hopkins will be on next week. Also, Adriana Salazar. And um, we're building back better than ever before. Praise the Lord.